This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested. Unfocused. Lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. We want free food and beanbags. Hello and welcome to Millennials at Work. Millennials today in a very certain, or not, not very certain, very interesting format. Uh, we, we have an interview happening tonight. Tonight, I don't know when are you listening, but we are recording this at uh, Rasmus' apartment in Copenhagen. It's nice. We have some candles uh, lit up. It's, it's a really cozy atmosphere. Um, and for the first time ever at Millennials at Work, it's not the first time we have an interview, but we have a, before we've had this uh, format of uh, Millennials at Work International, uh, where we had a, a fellow millennial who is from, from somewhere else in the world and, and uh, talking about their experiences. Now we're talking with a book author to tonight. It's I'm super excited. How are you, Rasmus? We're also sharing a microphone, which is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit weird yeah. sharing a microphone, so uh, it won't be as punchy as it normally is, uh, okay. but we'll try. And it's not just uh, an author uh, and uh, a completely new interview, it's also a grown-up. First time, um, no more kid talks. Um, we um, have a visit from you, Alexandra Krautvall. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah, quite right. Quite right. Um, Alexandra Krautvall, yes. You are, I, uh, before you got here, I uh, looked on LinkedIn. You did. Um, which I know that you are quite the user of. Mm. And um, you have a lot of roles. You are a decision advisor. Yes. You are managing director. True. You are a keynote speaker. You're also an author of several books. Yes. And then you're also a, a business blogger at the, the Danish newspaper Nø Børsen. Yes, that's right. Welcome. Thank you so much. To the podcast. Awesome. What a pleasure to have you here. Uh, what a pleasure to be here. Um, do you want to say a few more words about you? I think you did well. Okay, yeah. good. Then we'll go straight into business. Yeah. Um, Alexander, there's a special reason that um, we uh, invited you to the podcast, and that is because you've written a book that is it couldn't be much more on topic of uh, millennials at work. Thank you so much. The... Title is Young Generations at Work, which is pretty much the same. Basically, millennials at work, right? I mean, that's that's how I read it. I'm so like yeah. invested in this. There's no other way I can see this, but this is very spot on. I would say. Can you give us uh, just a short description of uh, what is this book about? The book is uh, a book that I have uh, been written for uh, the young generations. It's a book for the young generations. The Millennials. And uh, the book is, uh, has been made to help the young people to get ready to enter the business area, the modern work society, their future work, with everything that's in it. And how, how did you, how did you uh, get into the whole idea of uh, why Millennials? Why do you want to focus on them? How did you... Um get into that whole topic i mean it's obvious for us we are millennials yeah uh, but um what made you go in that direction you know i have been in this business for many years 
almost 30 years. And on my way, I have met people from all generations. And the leaders, the top managers today, they are from older generations. And I could see in a very few years, many young people will enter the business life. And we need to be ready. We need to know all these young people who are coming into our business, who are they? So it was vital, important to look in your directions. Both, both for the millennials and the, the older generations. Certainly. Yeah. Both generations, all four generations, yes. We are going to uh, dig and dive much, much deeper into this topic, which I'm, uh, I'm really excited about this. But um, We have a tradition. We have, we have a tradition, and that is, of course, that we need to check in before we start. And for the listeners who uh, hasn't listened before, uh, a check-in is uh, something that we use in our daily life uh, at our work. Uh, and it's for the participants, which in this case is us three, mm-hmm. to uh, land and maybe get to know each other a bit better and um, not only be here physically, but also mentally. So I prepared a small little check-in and uh, I want you to um, bring out your phone. Bring out my phone? Yes. Yes. That's what we millennials do. So today you're going to check in uh, with... Um, You're gonna open your phone, and then um, we're each gonna go a turn, and then um, explain to each other what does your apps tell about you. Wow. What kind of person are you based on your apps? Edith, do you want to start? Sure, I'm all up for starting this. Um, so I look, I'm looking at my dashboard, and then I see, okay, and then I figure out what kind of person I am from the apps. Okay. Um, Yeah, well, I I actually think that the that the first page or how do you call it the first uh, screen of the yeah. dashboard that tells the most about you, right? I mean, for me that would be it looks like I'm traveling a lot because I have one of those little icons that has a lot of other icons in it. Oh. So I've put a lot of like grouped some apps. And it's called traveling, mm-hmm. and it feels like oh, that's a lot of uh, apps there. I mean, there's Airbnb, and there's like the Gothenburg uh, public transport. There's Stockholm public transport. There's Skåne, which is south of Sweden. Copenhagen is missing. I'm sorry. There's Norwegian. So it's like it feels like I'm traveling a lot. There's even taxi here. In reality, I like use two of these. It's Google Maps and like Skåne Trafiken for buying tickets, but it uh, it makes me. I think I'm uh, maybe what does it say about me maybe that I if I'm on the go I need to be very quick with like knowing where the, where all where things are so accessing them very very quickly maybe maybe that's that and my first app is bank id which is uh, super boring like that's I hope it's not a, <laughs> it says nothing about me so uh, yeah that's uh, that's me you do you have want- so many apps there Yeah, I know. I know. And I you have apps behind the apps. Behind the apps. Yeah, I should really clean this up. So But you have like you know, 100 apps right there. Well, that's that's basically my life in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to continue, Alexander? Let's see. Oh, quite boring. Well, what does it say about me? Let's let's take a look at the first dashboard. Uh, there are some apps that I don't use. That's the one for health. <laughs> <laughs> I eat well, but I don't use the app. 
there's the LinkedIn app, the Viber app, the Facebook app, the photo app, the reminder app, all the ordinary apps. Could you say that you're very um, well connected? I mean, a lot of them is um, social media and uh, communication apps. You could say that. I never considered what that meant, but yeah, I'm well connected. <laughs> you take it, and I'm I well also connected. see that you have uh, you have the button. Like uh, if you um, for the listeners, uh, you know, if your home button is uh, is broken, then you normally install this on your phone. Yeah. But uh, you don't even have a home button because you have the new phone. Yeah. Why do you Why do you have this? It was on my own phone. Ah, okay. Uh, because the bottom was broken. Exactly. So I put that one into it. And because you, know, you got used to it. No, I, I never use it, but it's there. Okay. Uh, and I'm too lazy to uh, move it away again. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> it says something about me, doesn't it? What, which is, that is funny because I spent a lot of time pushing it around because then, you know, it's in its, it's, in its way. So I move it around. It would take quite a few seconds To put it away forever, yeah, which I didn't. There's a lot of uh, great uh, personal insights based on this. I'll go. I have uh, a funny story because uh, about a couple of weeks ago, I um, stumbled upon this. Uh, I think it was a medium post about how to um, have a more efficient and lean uh, mobile life. How you can have less distractions with uh, from your mobile, which is very modern, which is very modern yeah. and very millennial. Yeah. So uh, I, of course, uh, uh, dove straight into it, and um, so that means that uh, first of all, I only have uh, I have a lot of um, folders for mm -hmm. my apps, and then the folders they are um, divided into um, uh, alphabetical order. Really? So uh, A starts, and then in the end you have R. That's next level. That's really next level productivity. That's next level. And that phone looks like you. Yeah, right. It's right. It's it's quite as cool as you. Yeah, Black good. background. Everything a, in order. It's a bit bumped up. Yeah, a little with, casual uh, in yeah. the in the nice way, you yeah. know. I like that. I'll that take, is your phone. I yeah. would never. I would never doubt it. Alexander, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have a bunch of questions uh, from uh, from your book. Normally when I read, I like to highlight the things that I like in the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a very highlighted book, wow. which means that uh, I uh, learned a lot, but also I think that I agreed quite a lot with what you said. I think I saw myself in a lot of parts of the book. Wow. So um, I, I also think that I want to see it today if we can find some um, some misalignment where we disagree mm. because no one wants to sit and listen to you and me agreeing on the and uh, agreeing on the same things. No, that's too old fashioned. Isn't that's it? way too old fashioned, yes. and millennials <laughs> love to uh, um, disagreeing. Yeah. yeah, but um, maybe you can start a bit talking about how did you because there's a lot of uh, insights and a lot of uh, you describe the different. Uh, types of generation uh, but you focus speci uh, specifically on um, millennials so two questions one as i understood millennials is according to you both generation y and set yes 
which we thought was only Generation Y. So uh, I learned something new. Mm-hmm. And then can you tell a bit about um, how you research for, for this book? Yeah. Uh, I got in connection with uh, around 450 um, young people, 300 students and uh, 350 leaders, which I interviewed in different ways or met on the social media or in other ways got into communication with uh, these different groups. When you reached out to them, were you like, I'm writing a book about millennials or about young generations, yes. can we talk? Yeah. And that was that simple. Yes. How okay people were with sharing how they are and how how open were people? They were very open and very sharing and very interesting in participa- participating uh, because there are not so much literature about this topic. There are some articles, there are some podcasts, you can read about uh, the young generations, but... There are, as far as I know, uh, no book about it. Mm. And the X and Y generation, so it's both of them? Or what's what's your definition of millennials? Because that's what we've been talking a lot about in this podcast, of like how to define millennials, and then in many, or in different countries, millennials are, or in different cultures, defined differently. Yeah. So how, what's your definition for okay millennial maybe but the young generation that you are talking about and then millennial i describe four different generation periods from the baby boomers to the x's that is my generation and then the two uh, young generations you start the book with quite a fun uh, in quite a fun way uh, that i want to read out mm-hmm. uh, throughout time generations has almost always had an experience of being misunderstood by other generations and it will probably always be like that. Yeah. Is that what we are misunderstood by our other generations? Yeah. Are we then not special? <laughs> I write a little about that in the book as well. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, incorporated in the human being. We want to be special. We want to be unique. But... To be honest, we are all, uh, you know, a social uh, big group of people uh, who are more alike than we're different. We want to be unique and special. I recently talked at work uh, about this podcast, or I told some people that I have that we're doing this podcast. Uh, they asked who are who are mostly listening, and I said it's millennials, and they started laughing because oh. Nice millennials <laughs> listening to millennials. That's that's exactly what your generation is about. Is it really like that? Would you would you say that we're um, maybe self obsessed? What uh, I often hear about us, we all self obsessed. Male leaders with a certain orientation hire themselves, hire the people who are like themselves, because they can like you know understand the people that are like themselves. Mm. And it has been that for all time. We, we seek, we, we, we place us together to, with people that we can, uh, in a way, feel close and we can feel like them. And, of course, millennials listen to millennials because they will, they will be met, which is quite funny. You said you want to disagree, but that's something you say with your brain. Your feelings want to agree. Yeah, we exactly. want to we want to we want to get together with people that are like us because there we feel safe. So you touch upon a lot of um, pre-assumptions uh, or presumptions of uh, of uh, millennials 
And uh, in the beginning of the book, you have uh, this um, whole list of what, uh, through your research, what the leaders said about the young people. And these are some of them, that we are narcissistic and we seem impatient. Uh, We are very hard to lead and we challenge authorities in a provoking way. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are often unproductive. We are spoiled and self-obsessed. We have too high expectations uh, we um, don't give a shit about an appointment if something better comes up. We uh, are picky and we only want the best, and we have a hard time committing uh, to to anything. Edg, do you see yourself in uh, in this li- in this list? Mm-hmm. How how right are are these leaders? It's so funny with these lists because you know you read them and it's just it feels very you know negative and um like how can one generation so like embody that? But the uh, then again, I have nothing against it to say because it is how I like a lot of those things I have seen in myself, not mm-hmm. maybe in every situation, but especially at work and especially at certain like times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And maybe not that much from, you know, my parents' generation or, or so on. Because this is quite, you know, it's harsh uh, if, if this is really what like the older generations yeah, think. awful, isn't thinks, it? Yeah, it's, mm. it feels a bit like, oh, mm. why, do you, why do you even hire us? And yeah. I get why they do, but because they don't have a choice, right? Mm. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly as you say, uh, this is a, a list of uh, quite harsh things. What do you think, because is this a complete misunderstood or misunderstanding of, uh, of millennials from the leaders or... Uh, don't they just don't don't they get us or what's the biggest misconception or misunderstanding about our generation from from this older generation of leaders first of all it's the perception it's the way they see it yeah whether it's misunderstood or not is quite different to answer because if you ask them they don't misunderstand anything if we ask you guys you might say that they misunderstood quite a bit yeah what was your or they or they're seeing it in a different way. I mean, some of the things, for instance, being challenging to authorities in a provoking way. I mean, I see that in in myself, and uh, to a large degree, I see it as a good thing. Uh, but as we also talked about in in a different uh, episode, um, yeah, it could also come off as lack of respect uh, to to the older generation or to other people. Mm. I, I like the idea of them not being right or wrong, or we not being right or wrong, but it's just simply they see it from one perspective and we see it from different. Is it as simple as that? I would love if nobody saw it as like the wrong way or the right way, but it's quite impossible to have something against or has, have a perception and then not have a bit of feeling into it. They are different than me. They are provoking uh, they're lazy, they can't uh, get into connections, they don't uh, work offline, but they're <laughs> wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not the way it works. So there will be people among the, the older generations finding you guys annoying. Is that wrong? Good question. I guess not. And then, then that leads to another question. If If I feel like okay, this is what the older generation thinks about my generation. And I want to kind of go against it. And I want to show that I'm a, like a good example and I can, I'm, I'm not like this. What's the most important thing to change in our attitude maybe to work? Uh, I don't think you should change your attitude. What I would like to see happen is that the older generations, harder than they do now, try to find out who are these young people 
Where do they come from? Why are they thinking like they are thinking? Why is their behavior like their behavior is? How was their childhood? How was their school? What are their dreams? What do they think? The more they can uh, get close to the truth, Charistica, the better chance they will have to uh, welcome you in the business life. So the conclusion is we're doing nothing wrong and it's the old people that are wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> you asked but- the question before, what should they do when they welcome you? Yeah. They should welcome you without being too hard on you. And that was that is what I see uh, happen out there. Fit in here. Do what we did for 20 years. Ask no questions. You are the digital online guys. Do your work. Don't ask questions. And then you will fit in. What they missed is that you are another generation and you will not fit in. You are your generation, which is marked by your time and your episodes and your daily life. So you will not fit in to the to the conform or the old way. Alexander, isn't there also a point in saying, okay, because that sounds to me um, extremely uh, sweet for the millennials that uh, it's not uh, that we shouldn't change, but it's the other generation that should change. I mean, um, shouldn't we also try to maybe understand their generation and their old uh, way of thinking and their experiences a bit better in order to, you know, meet them? Because I think in my... (sighs) I think that's one of my challenges. For instance, I am uh, I'm I'm so provoked by you know why do we have to do it like this? It's so old. Uh, Come on, why? it can be. I mean, can like, be done better. Exactly, like why Faster. are we doing it like this? Yeah. And and uh, sometimes I I have a tendency to you know the way the 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 provocative way that I communicate it blurs the message of what I'm trying to say yeah. because I'm so eager and I'm so like. Ah, why are we doing that? Yeah. I mean, isn't there also a point to say to millennials, you guys are great, you have a lot of great skills, but you also need to understand that uh, you, we also need to take two steps in their direction for them to also take uh, a couple of steps in our direction. Sure, bridges are being built on a um, fundament of understanding both ways, of course. It's clever to be a little quiet, to walk into the companies knowing that in this building there are people who have been working for 30 or 40 years, who has great experiences, uh, huge networks, wisdom, they know a lot, their knowledge is wide, wide and huge. So in this uh, way you should enter the companies and not knowing you are better than them, but you come with another speech another digital background you want you want the whole thing in another way and that is what the old generation has to understand you are the future so if we don't manage to get you into the companies in the right way we might lose you you might start up yourself you might uh, go into another economic way of living um, not not uh, following the same uh, economical models that we did do you think that's why that's why there's such a boom of entrepreneurship and learning about it and kind of wanting to be your own boss yes among yes millennials? that's one of the reasons 
you can do startups mm. in a way that we couldn't. Yeah, you kind of get to understand why older generations might look at us and may- could a lot of that like anger come from uh, jealousy <laughs> maybe <laughs> because we have it quite I am good especially around here you know this part of the world people ask me that question all the time it's so interesting both young generations and older generations ask do you think there's some kind of jealousy involved here my answer is no it's a it's a matter of misunderstanding it's not a matter of being jealous i haven't met jealousy in a way that's outside, I should call it jealousy. What I mean is, why can this young person come into our company and uh, get my job? Now I have been waiting for 25 years to get that uh, job. And now she comes in from the right, 27 years old, being able to do something and she gets my job. I've been waiting for a long time. The millennial says, why wait for that? That's not, that should not be the competences or the intercards to get a job to wait 25 years for something. No, it feels like 25 years. What are you even talking about? I mean, it's hard to, for being to think about to be at one job for three years. Exactly. <laughs> it feels, also, yeah, we're, I guess, very impatient. Yeah, in that, that also changed. Mm. You don't get the gold watch after, for 25 years true uh, workmanship in a company anymore. But Unless we also you, don't want it, right? You don't I mean, want like, it. for no. me, I've been uh, I've been talking to a great friend um, over the last couple of years about this idea of, uh, you know, how can we work less? To some extent, I mean, for me, I'm like, if I can work twenty five percent and then spend uh, rest of our time on on learning and developing exactly. and you know building yeah. uh, greater friendships or yeah. all these kind of things, yeah. I would have that much more than I want a Porsche. Yeah. And I think it's the combination of that and then also, you know, uh, there's the environment and there's a whole, you know, now we're uh, in Denmark seeing this um, huge uh, crisis from Danish bank that uh, has uh, um, fraud for, for what is it, uh, 1,500 billion Danish kroners. Yeah. Like completely, you know, why do you need all this money? Exactly. And I think like um, f- for me, I, I see that uh, direction, especially for millennials, uh, we don't really want more money, no. but we want to have more fun. Yes, and uh, we want to have more responsibility. Yes, and uh, we want more freedom and more yes. flexibility. Yes, and, exactly. Um, I think that that's also maybe the the hardest thing for for the for the older generation to understand, but also navigate in yeah. because it's completely changing the structure of the organization. It is. organization also. Yes, you're right. Because in the book. It, because it's not only about, and I was quite into, uh, quite uh, surprised, or not, yeah, surprised, but also very interested in. It, you don't only talk about millennials, what they are, and talk to them, and you know, give advice, and both to leaders and millennials. But it's also a way to look at organizations and what they need to um, change offer in, and yes, change yeah, in, exactly. in both structure, yeah. but also offering. Yes, you're um, so right. What is it that? Because I think one thing is to talk to. It, in leaders as individuals, they need to listen more and they need to, you know, ask more questions and have more patience and, you know, understand that it's not the same way. But how do organizations need to change uh, the way that they work? You said it so well yourself. There's something about the structure from early morning to late noon. Millennials do not want to check in and then work eight hours nonstop. 
They want the freedom to work when it when it's fitable. Um, they don't want to be measured into scorecards and be in competition with each other. They want to work together socially. They want more um, a freedom, freedom to choose, not to be led by somebody who says it because he has the stars on his shoulders. That's what I hate most. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it is really hateful, actually. But the old generation are used to this stuff. They're used to this structure. So it's like shaking them from head to toe, telling them we need to change this because they are this. It's their coat. They wear it on their shoulders. They have got used to it from they started 30, 40, 50 years ago. You mm. don't want to come into it. You want to live your life in another way. Mm. You have seen your parents fall apart from stress, overwork, uh, choosing and prioritizing in a way that's left no time for being with you guys, their children. Then again, if we're talking about uh, stress, for example, yeah. it feels like, especially among the younger generation, it's a lot of burnouts, yeah. a lot of those kind of issues and ADHD is like skyrocketing and we don't know if it's just more diagnosed right now or is it really that, you know, yeah, the younger true. generations are more prone to that. Do you think it's because we looked at our parents and this is how work uh, yeah. works and this is what we need to do? It has something to do with the structure as well. The way the grown-up think and the way we arrange our companies and our work life is a matter of pulling and pushing more Um, effectiveness into our daily life and if you look at the school reforms what we have been practicing for 20 maybe 25 years it's a matter of being perfective perfect be winner give it all to be perfect in everything and we can't be and we can be no human being we are not structured in that way and we burn out So it's terrible to be young and be measured up to somebody uh, somebody who was perfect and somebody who was lucky uh, to succeed. Because when you are second and third and fourth, you are a loser. And that's very stressful. And that's the, that's the reason why people in your age suffer from the same goddamn illnesses. Then they call it three letters combinations of four <laughs> letters combination AD, HDH, what do I know, OCD or whatever. I'm not that sure that all those people are suffering for those diagnoses. I think they are suffering from a sick culture. Alexander, in, in the book, because this is... Um You, you write it down, uh, examples of uh, misguiding principles that we millennials have gotten yes. from Generation X. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll just uh, read them out. Yeah. Um, that we can do anything that we think. Yeah. There's always a way. We can become whatever we want and the hard work always pays off. Uh, you should always take care of yourself first. You should do something extraordinary in order to become a success or you should try to become a success. Only the best is best is good enough. Mm. Should always be positive, and you should um, really strike to become happy. Yeah. I mean, uh, to some extent, I 
I see myself in, in, in a lot of this, but after, you know, what you just said, I can also see like, if this is what we uh, uh, are being taught and what we think, I mean, of course we're gonna uh, burn out and, and be a bit stressed. What do you say, Rigi? A bit weird to put like strive to be happy and work super hard in 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 one right, and that's probably said by mostly the same person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like most parents, of course, they want you to strive to be happy because you know mm-hmm. they know that you have the chance. But uh, hey, don't forget <laughs> to work hard. And it's, uh, I guess, uh, my own reflection being a millennial is how to balance that really because yeah. they are the both sides. Right? There's nothing wrong about those statements if they are real. But when they become demands that you should think like this, and if you don't think like this, there's an obvious w- uh, reason why you fail, mm. then this is poison. This makes me think how we, how we will be when we grow up. Okay, a lot of millennials are, you know, proper grown-ups. You know, it's like, what, 36 years old, right, right now? But the, I'm thinking, how will we act towards the younger generations later on? It feels like... Will we do the same mistakes or, or, or um, will we say these same things, you know, to them? Do you yeah, think that's we a will? good question. That's yeah. a good question. And we're just looking into the future. In the, in the end of the book, uh, you give advice both to millennials, uh, but then afterwards also leaders. Yeah. And um, there's one specific advice that, Elisie, you know that uh, I totally agree with this. Uh, and I think it was quite fun because it's a bit about, you know, finding a purpose and finding a why in everything we do. Uh, I'll try to read it out. And this is, you know, it's called advice to, to the young, expectations towards yourself. And then you write, I don't want to encourage you to go out and find yourself and self-develop on courses that only focus on the ego and your own authentic uh, you. In these Things uh, th- uh, lies a complete uh, falseness mm-hmm. uh, invented by uh, this time's self-help coaches, mental trainers, and it is uh, unfortunately completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I have a bit ambivalent feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I, th- I see a lot of uh, friends and a lot of uh, co-students and colleagues talking about you know having a purpose in life why do you do why do you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and these kind of things and with all these uh, self-help gurus that mm-hmm. say okay you know what come to my class or my course and then i'll help you find your why and, bring a you lot know, of money and you bring a lot of money come. also mm-hmm. but i mean to some extent for the people that find their why i would say that that's great i mean but isn't it also uh something wrong in saying that everyone has to find a why um yeah, a reason to live and a reason to to be yeah like on a higher level or it's great if people can find their why but do you know how difficult that is i mean tell I me have, about it yeah <laughs> i have been trying for ages to find my why yeah. and my passion and my authentic i how do i know if i found that one Everything changes. There's also another great qu- quote, uh, and this this is a bit on you know finding your true self, and I think that that's a lot of what the uh, young millennials struggle with. Who am I? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Uh, and and uh, figuring out who am I, who who I am. And then uh, you wrote, <laughs> um, 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 I'm happy you're laughing. That's good. Yeah, but it's good. <laughs> uh, let me see. Um, 
you're talking about a, a specific article that you wrote uh, about the importance of uh, finding your why. But in reality, we have a lot of identity and a lot of, you know, um, variations of, of who we are and our character change depending on where we are, who we're with and um, when uh, in our life that we are. And then you write, uh, what I really wanted to uh, say with this article is that just by being your authentic I, it's uh, it's not a goal in itself because uh, an authentic uh, I or authentic human being can also be a real asshole. Yes, that's true. I think that was amazing. <laughs> you know, the whole idea of finding or or uh, to some extent, I think that some that there's an idea of uh, saying, okay, I am this person, and then then I won't change. Maybe I'm an I'm an asshole, but that's just who I am. Is that what you're trying to say? Like people can people can work and develop in the way that they want and there's not not necessarily a point in trying to define yourself as someone if that person is not a good yeah, person. Yeah, in or? a way, what I'm trying to say is that trying to find your through eye or your authentic eye is um, another matter of putting up goals that are impossible to fulfill. It's, it's, you know, it's very hard to keep up with that. We like. only have summer because we have winter. We only have, uh, you know, everything is a matter of dualism. We can not always be uh, authentic, perfect uh, perfections of ourselves. And going out uh, to, to try to reach or to create an authentic eye... It seems unreasonable. It, yeah, yeah, it's impossible makes me think of this time when I uh, was was really angry of not uh, understanding what do I want from life. And this was like, I don't know, five years ago, right? So yeah. really early. And, uh, and, and I was with my parents and I told them that I just want to figure out what I want to do with my life. And they looked at me and were like, but you will never understand that. And mm. it was nice because they seemed so fine with that as well. You know, yeah. that they have never understood it, but... You it's have okay. clever parents. You then have you, clever parents. Yeah, <laughs> if they're listening, you know they will feel very, very good right now. But yeah. it's, it's. I guess it's how it is, and we kind of know it by theory, maybe, but by practice, it's you kind of still want to figure it out, right? Yeah, because you want to fit in in, in the demands of being uh, uh, perfect, and the definition of being perfect is many things, but. One of the things is that you know exactly who you are and who you want to be and what your passion is and what your big why would consist of. And it's so sad to find out that it's a journey that never ends. Even though that it's a, a pleasure talking to you and, uh, you know, we still have to uh, keep within a reasonable amount of uh, sure. time for the people listening in. So um, as I mentioned in the back of the book, you you um, you give a lot of advice to both leaders and, and millennials and um, we can't go through all of them. Uh, so uh, I was thinking maybe you can uh, round up with uh, giving your let's say, top two advices to uh, both first millennials, maybe, and then uh, leaders afterwards. Uh, what do they need to to know uh, based on um, all of your research? Wow. Yeah. For the, for the young generation, it would be cool down. Don't listen to all that crap. 50, 50, 67% of it is made up in their own heads. 
You don't need to be perfect. Let one day go by the other. That would be my first advice. Um, the other advice could be, don't believe in everything you hear. When you enter work-life environments, you will hear so many stories that are made up. They be We believe in, in those stories, but that's not the same as they are. And make up your own decision whether you believe it or not. But listen to the older. Now I come to the older people, right? <laughs> My advice to the older people would be, the young generations do not know everything. And they need to be taught a lot of things. Even though they are 27, 28 and are well-educated, they don't have experience. And what you need to give the young generation is exactly your experience. Offer it to them in a proper and nice and loving way because they are ready to take it. Good. I don't think we can have done a better summary than that. I think that summed up uh, our conversation uh, uh, really, really well. It has well. been so joyful to uh, be with you tonight. Yeah, it was really, really fun. I think that... Um, Should we do a very quick checkout? Let's do a very quick checkout. Uh, what do I have on my dashboard? Uh, <laughs> let's do, um, let's do uh, current strongest feeling. Classic. Classic one. So we'll check out with our current strongest feeling um, right here mm -hmm. in this very moment. Yeah. Um, and I can start. I think um, for me, I'm really, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I think that uh, you are really good with um, sparking a lot of energy and motivation into the young generation, and uh, not really, um, not really taking for granted that uh, we are who we are, and um, we're here to provide some value. Um, so um, yeah, very uh, engaged and excited, I would say. Yeah, I feel actually for the very first time, very no, okay, not for the first time, but I've always been very reluctant to saying that uh, I'm uh, privileged. But in uh, like at this moment, I feel very privileged in the sense of uh, what we've been talking about in this conversation that uh, how much we as a generation are coming to the workplace with and how much we know about all kinds of different things. And even though they look at us in a maybe not the best light they also cannot go without us so uh, it's something to keep in mind so that's a pretty nice place to be at the end of the day mm. i could say it with one word mm. and that is thankful well then all that we can say is thank you alexander for uh, joining uh, millennials at work joining me and rasmus uh, here tonight and then talking with us it has been It's been such a pleasure. It's been super nice. And uh, we need to shout, give a shout out to your book uh, once more. But Rasmus, you need to say the, you need to say the title because this won't work. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it's only out in Danish at the moment, yeah, right? Yeah, until now it's only out uh, in Danish. So yes. um, if you want to learn Danish, this is a great way to learn it. Uh, if you speak it already, then... Um, We think you should, uh, both as a millennial, but uh, definitely also as a as a leader, maybe even more, go grab uh, unge generationer på arbejde, vejen til et anderledes rigt liv. Um, Alexander, before we end up, where can people uh, follow all of your wisdom, all of your great tips? Uh, they can meet me in uh, LinkedIn and on Facebook and Instagram and then on the newspaper Albertsen. Albertsen. Yeah. You're on all of the all of the platforms. Yeah. So some of platforms anyway. Albertsen.dk. There you can find my articles and blogs. Awesome. 
Thanks a lot for uh, listening in. Yeah. Um, follow us on uh, on Instagram. We're there. Um, connect with us. We will have show notes with the name of the book and uh, Alexandra's uh, LinkedIn uh, link to profile there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Thank you for listening in. And uh, we talk to you very soon. Bye. 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 I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial.